Hey, this is Jeremy Roenick, and guess what? You guys are listening to The Jim Bob Show. Hey, this is Wayne Larrabee, and you're listening to Roar on WGN. Hey, this is Jim McMahon, and you're listening to The Jim Bob Show. I had to pop a beer for this one. Hello, boy. Yeah. Hey, this is Brian Urlacher, and you're listening to The Jim Bob Show. That's awesome. Oh, that's then, it. How about one? This is Brian Urlacher. I'm not a bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's I about love that one. <laughs> Half the coaches in the league. The Mondays were the worst. And that's when you really got tested when you came off a tough loss. You got into the office on Monday. You found out two more players were hurt. You didn't realize the sky's always fallen in the NFL on Mondays. Chicago's been a great sports town. They're hungry for people that play hard. And if you play hard and win, they love you forever. Hi, atop Chicago Skyline Studio. Excited to have us here for the Jim Bob Show Game Day Edition. And Jim Bob, on the line, there's so many things happening. And, of course, the Bears didn't have necessarily the season that they'd hoped for, but the Super Bowl is here. Big events are happening. One of the most beloved Bears of all time. Uh, well, m- our beloved Bear. I don't give a crap about anybody else but this guy. <laughs> this guy. This guy. Uh, number one, I'm still scared of him if you see him. Brian Urlacher's on here with Woo! us. In. Woo! Brian's here. <laughs> so now the party got started, okay? We're getting ready to break out the bandito. But, uh, hey, buddy, welcome. I'm glad to have you on the show this morning. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you uh, not making me wait too long. No, and I apologize. It's Dane's fault for every, all our listeners. I'm kidding. Okay, it's Dane's fault. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We, 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 mess with you. I'm kidding. We went long on uh, on my uh, on the migrants and the immigration <laughs> issue today, and so now we're back here. We're talking football. So what we wanted to get you on the horn is, um, you know, here it is. You got this is the one game, okay? And so the pressure is really mounting now. You know, you get into the playoff games, and you know, there's pressure. There's no doubt about it. But but now, you know, you've got through that uh, those first games and and now this is the game that determines your legacy for the rest of your life and the fact that and you, you know you're one of the you know one of the few players that can say it you went to a Super Bowl and and you yeah. know so tell me about like when you're prepping and, and you're getting ready for it what what do you feel that first time when you you know you were going to your you know the very first Super Bowl D- tell us about that whole mental condition that, for you Man, it was Kind of nerve wracking, but also fun, you know, because you didn't know what we didn't know what to expect. Obviously, we hadn't been there such a long time, and it was everyone, mostly everyone on our team's first time going. So you just don't know what to expect. You know, it was in Miami, which was great because the weather was nice until the game day, of course. But man, you just, for me, I tried to approach it like a regular game. Um, the, the prep, the week of prep, I did the same thing I do as I would do in Chicago, you know, just kind of hung out, um, laid low, did my normal stuff during the week, and then. You know, looking back, I wish I, had, I went out every night like everyone else did. Yeah. <laughs> Lost the game anyway. So I wish well, I would have had more fun, but, you know, yeah. I tried to approach it like a regular week. But, uh, man, it's just crazy because there's so much media. Even this week for the, for the championship games, the media is different. You know, the, you're the only four teams left, so there's going to be a ton of people there in your locker room and, and the media day. It's just, it's crazy. It's so much hype around these games. You, you know, speaking of that, is that somebody said, said, Jim, what would you have done different looking back? Uh, and I go, well, you know, I did go out every night. I mean, and, and, and I, I used oh, to you think. Played diff- hold on, you played, a, you played a different area. I said, yeah, different yeah, I said, I could have like, yeah. I could have probably gone out less and maybe it had a little bit of better career. I go, but boy, I had a lot of fun and I ain't taking them nights back, yeah. man. Those are good nights, buddy. But anyhow, know. how about who do you, who do you fancy in this matchup on the NFC side? You got a, Dan Campbell's done an incredible job this year. He's my pick for coach of the yeah. year. I, I love his 
style. I think you would have loved playing for him. I would have loved playing for a guy like that. Yes. Uh, your thoughts on this NFC game? You're right. Dan Campbell's the man. I would. That's one guy that I would love, that I could say right now. There's a, there's a handful of guys I'd love to play for, but he is definitely one of those guys. You know, you got the Niners at home. Everyone's giving Brock Purdy a hard time. I don't understand it. All a kid does is win. You know, I don't. I don't know what his numbers look like. I'm sure, pretty sure they're they're pretty darn good because he's in the Pro Bowl. He's got a bunch of accolades, but I think at home they're going to be tough to beat. Their their defense kind of surprised me the last week with how they didn't play as great as they usually have. Um, you know, Green Bay, Green Bay moved the ball pretty well, but they made players when they had to on defense. But I think San Fran gets it done at home. I do like. Detroit. It's a, it's a tough pick for me, but I like I like San Fran at home and Brock Purdy yeah. in the done form. I, I agree with that. I think and I, Brock Purdy. I, I I tell you what, there's there's nothing that I see. He he. Kyle Shanahan's got him in that system to where. I mean, and, and like I said, if, if they're, everybody's healthy, it's really going to be hard to beat San Fran at home. But, you know, we saw that running game got going with Aaron Jones and the Packers, and they couldn't shut it down. Yeah. And, and I thought LaFleur, I thought, you know, we're paying these coaches all this dough. Okay, you know, Harbaugh gets $12 million, Sean Payton getting $18 million. Yeah. You get paid to bring the game home in the fourth quarter. That's what you get paid for. You you know, I mean, you bring, the, bring it home, and I didn't think the, the Packers exposed them a little bit, and I think the Lions are going to pick up on some of that. But I just don't think the Lions got the horsepower on defense to shut that team down. I think it's going to be a real hard one, like you say. I agree because just like you said, the defense of Detroit is not as at the level that they probably want to be. Offensively, they're as good as anybody. You know, they they can run the ball, they can throw it. Golf has played great this year. They got good receivers, good tight ends. They uh, their O line is what impresses me honestly. Up front for Detroit, they're really good up front. They're probably one of the top two O lines in the NFL, but. Defensively, I think is where they're going to be lacking a little bit in the game. You know, they want to get to to the Super Bowl. They're like a team of destiny. I think if they would have lost that first playoff game, it would have been huge disappointment. But you saw people excited and crying and everything and everything that that means. Mm-hmm. Brian, your thoughts? Like if they they've already, I think, succeeded by doing things that teams from Detroit have not done in fifty years already. Is it okay if they lose, or no, do they feel like no, they need to not, get to the no, Super Bowl? No, not, not to okay. the players. It's not. Not to the players. It's not. Those players are, are not going to be happy unless they go to the Super. Bowl and win it you know they, they've accomplished a lot of things that no one expect them to do and they haven't done in a long time but unless they get to the super bowl and win it those players will not be happy that, i mean the fans obviously will be like oh we had a great year blah 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 but the players won't be satisfied unless they win it all i'm i'm rooting for them i can't i can't put i can't put my money on them uh, because of San Fran, but I'm rooting for him. So, cause I'm going to, I'm going to take the Lions and the seven and I'm going to add six Me points too. to it. And I'm going to take the Chiefs and add <laughs> six points to that. And I'm going to put some money on it and watch the game and, and relax and, and not worry too much. You know, we, uh, we're on the same page when it comes to getting points in the playoffs because I, those teams are too good. I, I still see them losing by 13, 14 points or same way with the Chiefs. I don't see them losing by 10. That's for damn sure. Yeah, and I'm with you, Brian, on Brock Purdy. You know, it, they just kind of chalk him up as a system quarterback. But I think I read somewhere yeah. statistically, he's this is the greatest season in San Francisco history. You look at Steve Young, you look at Joe Montana. It's Brock Purdy, right? And and maybe it's because he was well, Mister Irrelevant, right? They think, well, he, he can't be good. Yeah, yeah. Well, they just they just say it's a system. You know, it's only the system. I don't I don't agree with that. You know, these guys have to make throws. You look at the time he has on his passes. The ball placement, the decisions he makes, obviously he makes some bad ones. They all do. You know, every quarterback in the NFL is pressured to make great decisions. But he's done a great job, and I'm a huge fan of his. He's from right here in Arizona, probably 10 minutes from where we live. But I'm a big fan of his, and he's one of the main reasons why they're in this game. Yeah, I got to watch him a lot in college. He was in the Big 12, and then, uh, you know, I went mm-hmm. to Kansas State, and I watched him. He, you know, he beat us every game he played us. I mean, yeah. and so I got to see a lot of them, and I'm like going – 
damn, I wish he'd hurry up and graduate. But, you know, like here in the last three or four years, it seems like these kids play seven football seasons. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. I mean, they, play, they get like three COVID years, yeah. a transfer year, yeah. a yeah. year. I got a wisdom crazy. tooth year. I got I have my wisdom <laughs> teeth. I have a guy, so, you get, so you get that year. So, But anyhow. Yeah. We, we were talking about um, the Buffalo Bills game, and, and Jim Bobbitt contended that if the Bills, with everything going their way, a home game, you know, a challenge Chiefs team, if they couldn't beat them this time, they just don't have it in them, and they're never going to beat them. And do you feel like that, that that even so for the Ravens and the Chiefs is that somehow psychologically Patrick Mahomes may have a power over them where they feel it's inevitable that he's going to find a way to win no matter what? Let me go back to your Buffalo Bills comment. The Buffalo Bills were not at full strength. They, they were decimated on defense with injuries. So they, they weren't they weren't full strength on defense. I don't know how they were favored in that game. I, I didn't see. I mean, yeah. great game. They all, you know, Josh Allen and, and Pat always have great games versus each other, but they were not full strength on defense. So I have, a, you know, Milano was out. They had a couple of D linemen out. I have a hard time believing they were as at full strength or anything for, for the matchup. But a great game anyway. I hope that the Chiefs pulled off again this week. I'm a big Chiefs fan. I like I like Mahomes. I like Kelsey. I like I love I love number ten Pacheco. Yeah. Uh, Nick Bolton on defense is great. I just like what they're doing. Andy Reid, uh, like I said earlier, he's one of the few coaches I'd love to play for. Him, yeah. Tomlin, Dan Campbell, uh, Todd Bowles. I mean, there's a there's a handful of guys that I see in the NFL right now that I would love to suit up for and play for, and he's one of them. Yeah, that's awesome. Is that what I was telling Dane is that, you know, when you play sports, it doesn't have to be necessarily football, but if you get an injury, you know, you've got that physical rehabilitation, all right, and, and the recovery from that. And then then you've got the psychological recovery. And I said that if the Bills yeah. don't win this year against the Chiefs, psychologically, that group of guys is going to have a hard time coming back from this one. And I know they weren't full strength. I agree with you. Um, I, I just think that the Chiefs just, you know, listen, they've got two of the best cornerbacks in the in the league. I think this matchup, and I, I just missed how they had the Chiefs at, at, at underdogs on that game, and, and then they've got them, you know, the spreads now moved to four and a half on the Chiefs. Is it? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I just don't understand how you can uh... – that's great for if you're a betting man for, I mean, if you like the Chiefs, it's great for, for that, right? I, yeah, I don't see how, I mean, the Ravens are scary because they can get it going on offense, obviously with Lamar and their defense is, you know, top two or three in the NFL. So you can see why it's like that. And the Chiefs, you know, have been, everyone's saying how down they are this year with this and that, with these guys out and they just keep winning. They still got that number 15 guy quarterback. So they're doing okay. <laughs> great, great games and great storylines. And of course, Super Bowl week is exciting. So much happens outside of the game. And so, Brian, we did want to talk to you about the Dick Kajaws cigar event. You're one of the main hosts yeah. for it. I mean, that is one of the best yep. can't miss events of Super Bowl week. It's fun. You know, last year was the first time I went. I got a chance to host it because Coach Dicker couldn't make it. So Jaws and I hosted it here in Arizona. It, it was a blast. I, I was shocked. I, maybe I should How many people showed up? Oh, so many ex-players, it, it current was players. I had, yeah, I had no idea. It I, was I, I huge. guess I didn't realize how big it was. Huge. <laughs> no, man, we were you know, that that place was uh where you guys had it. You know, I, yeah. I, I saw you at the event early and then I walked around outside there and man, there must have been literally I, I would say there had to be two hundred and fifty X NFL players just mingling around at that event. It was so well great received. Group, yep. Yeah. And the great, yep, they do a good job. Great yep. venue out there uh, when we had it in Phoenix. And wh- where's the, give us the details on it this year and, and everything. We're, we're- so this year it's on, it's on Thursday night at the M resort in Vegas. It's like, I think it's like 20 miles off the strip, which is a little bit away. 
it is on th- like I said Thursday. I was at the eighth, I believe. Yep. Um, yep. And it's I want to say it starts at six thirty or seven. But yeah, same thing. You know, the free drinks, the cigars, the food, everything. It's just a good time. You get to see a bunch of ex NFL players, a bunch of other celebrities were there as well. Uh, just a cool event. Like I said last year, I was really excited that the turnout. That, that they had for it. But more importantly, all the money goes back to the uh, the charities, you know, the Gridiron Greats, Dickens Gridiron Greats, and Joss has his charity as well. So it's a great thing. Yeah, and we talked to you about this uh, uh, earlier this season on the show about uh, the Gridiron Greats and what our feelings were about that. We both agreed that the, the NFL yeah. collectively just not doing enough for some of those those great Gridiron nope. guys from the from the 60s and, and 70s. I mean, I'll tell you what, it's just a even shame. Even the 80s, Jim yeah, Bob. Right, I yeah, hear even you, Even the 80s, you know, because the, the benefits weren't the same as they are now. And everyone's like, oh, you play professional football, you're set. No, that's not the case. Oh. You know, the benefits, they have no insurance, they have no 4 It's just, it's bad. It, obviously, it's great now, the way they've set it up, but it's not good. For, it know, wasn't good back then. I think about that, Brian, and, you know, we just, you know, we look back, and when the USFL emerged, I mean, I came over from the USFL, and we had so many players yeah. come from the USFL, but that was when people started making pretty good money. But I will tell you, of all the guys that I played with, you know, there's only a couple. You know, you got Montana, but uh, there's only a couple guys that didn't have to work after they got done playing. After, some guys, some yeah. guys were working in, in the offseason. In the offseason, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I remember those. I mean, I don't remember from playing, but I remember hearing stories and stuff. It's just... It's a, it's a different game now than it was back then. Man, I tell you what, is that uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend. We'll be out there and we'll see you uh, at the Super Bowl deal. Uh, I think this Vegas yeah. venue is going to be kind of crazy. You know, we had Jimmy Mack on oh. and we were talking about Mack when he was down in New Orleans and how much fun that was. And he says, well, looking back, he goes, I wish I would have went out a lot more too. <laughs> he goes, I they pounded the the Patriots. They, yeah, they crushed them. Jimmy was talking about. He goes, I kind of laid low after. He goes, I, I rated Bob Hope sweet, and then then the next day it came out that I called all the all the women in New Orleans sluts. He goes, and I didn't do it. And I said, well, you know who did it? The Patriots set you up. I mean, the Patriots put that crap out there, hoping it would distract I'll bet you. I bet you, Jimmy Mack had a pretty good time when he was down there. I feel like he has a good time no matter where he goes. Yeah, yeah. He said uh, he's got For his sure. he's got his event going on out there too. So I'm sure you'll be bumping into the him. He'll be yeah. he'll be at you guys' deal too, and so the cigars. Yes. Yep. But a yep. lot, lot of fun. But hey, we know you got a you got to hop here in a second. But we want to just say hi and uh, wanted to get your thoughts on this. And I'll tell you what, you know, you're always got such a great insight and so forth. When are we going to have you on? When are you going to go with, oh, with over with Fox or CBS and, and come on board and start doing these games so we can get your insight on? You'd be excellent at it. Yeah, yeah, it, probably never. I just uh, <laughs> you know I tried. No, I tried to when I got out when I got out playing. It just. I don't know. I, you have to be not as honest as you want to be, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's, you have to. And I don't like. I don't like putting guys down. I, I mean, I didn't like it when I played. You know, they want you to be super because no one loves it when you're positive, right? It's not. That doesn't. That doesn't get headlines. They want it when you're talking well, bad about people. Well, look what they do to down. Tony Romo. Like look what they do to Tony Romo. If he if oh he likes God. if he likes Josh Allen, everybody everybody talks about how how biased he is and everything. And Tony's just I think he's being honest and, and but nice. He's just a nice guy. <laughs> but but well, but I just think Tony's. You, you, talk, you hear him talking about the Steelers game. He didn't know who the running back was, number 30. Jaden Warren. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. talking, well, you haven't seen this guy much on film. You haven't watched any film, man, Tony, because Jaden Warren's been a badass all season long. <laughs> no, he, he but, had his, you'd be good at like it. A, like a Manning cast kind of thing. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. Well, you would you would be. Here's They're the deal. Funny. You They're know why? Funny. Here's the deal. Number one is that, listen, okay, in the 80s, we didn't make any money, 
You know why? Because they saved it all up for Brian. <laughs> so, so he well, doesn't have to. Send it over. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to work. Okay, number one. But how's your golf game, man? I mean, I know you got to run the golf here a little. I enjoy being a. I enjoy being a fan and watching the games. It's so much fun to watch them and not have to worry about it. Golf is up and down. Uh, I played the tournament last week in Orlando with the LPGA. I think I got 18th, which I was, I was like 55 or 60 guys. I was happy with that. Then I come home and I play great. I shoot 71, 75, and then 80 yesterday. Such a stupid game. It's fun though. <laughs> well, I love it. The, that's a, so the, the best score ever shot on my home turf was a 76 and, and I was a pretty high great. handicapper. And, and so my buddy, he asked me, he goes, Hey, you want to play in me, with me in the president's cup after I shot a 76? I go, yeah. He goes, well, let's play this Saturday and we'll get a couple practice rounds. I shot a 76 and then 103. <laughs> yeah. Golf is the stupidest game. It's the most humbling game you're ever gonna play i uh i try to temper myself don't go go in with any expectations every round just go play see what happens yeah buddy well hey we, you're gonna have a lot of fun out here on super bowl and and vegas is gonna be sure. i just think it's gonna be a trip i'm looking forward to be it crazy man yeah i look forward to seeing when we get out there man and so uh hey have a have a good week buddy uh we'll catch you at the super bowl thanks guys take yeah, care yeah thanks brian